songs and let's get dressed. It's somewhat happy hour with Josh Fest. Welcome to the Somewhat Happy Hour podcast with me, Josh Vest. Happy fall, y'all. <laughs> I, uh, so cheesy. Uh, welcome. This is uh, another episode. I've had some really good guests, uh, wonderful guests so far. I've had Broadway's Chuck Wagner. Uh, got a lot of love from him and, and a lot of love from his fans that listened to that episode. Then I had the wonderful... A dear friend of mine, uh, Grace Picho, uh, who uh, is a wonderful film artist, and uh, I can't wait to see what's next for her. And I get to see her. She's coming to to, to this part of the world here pretty soon. I'm really looking forward to seeing her um, and talking film and talking, you know, projects. Uh, And then I had Virginia native and Broadway performer and theater educator himself, Brad Bass. So I raise my Sam Adams Jacko uh, pumpkin ale to my guests and say thank you for joining me. And I really enjoy getting to talk to you. And I can't wait to bug you again and try to get you back on the somewhat happy hour. Cheers. Ah, this is the first time I've ever had a um, Sam Adams Jacko pumpkin ale. Um, the first sip was interesting. Um, I'm doing a little overview. The first sip was a very interesting, unique taste. The palate was not expecting such a different taste than pumpkin, but it has persuaded me to continue to drink this, uh, here ale. Right now, I'd give it a 5.9 out of 7. Hmm. That's my uh, Tim Gunn impersonation. Uh, I met Tim Gunn once in New York City. Uh, I was walking, and my cousins were like, yeah, we haven't seen anyone famous. Keep in mind, um, I should say this before, is we had just walked into the filming of a movie, and we asked what movie was being filmed, and they said, oh, Smurfs. And we saw Neil Patrick Harris. We couldn't you know, go up to him because he was getting ready to film, so he was all the way over there. Uh, but then we were walking, and my cousin was like, Ugh, we didn't get to meet anyone famous. I was hoping we would. And then this man beside me goes, well, I'm famous. And we all turn around. And he goes, hi, I'm Tim Gunn. And we all went, oh, cool. I didn't know who Tim Gunn was at that moment until I looked him up. He's from D.C., little fun fact. But he went, hi, I'm Tim Gunn. And uh, it was really cool, and now I... I tell that story when people uh, talk about, I don't know, meeting famous people. That was my first encounter with a celebrity, I think. Uh, I was in middle school when I met him. Uh, I've met quite a few celebrities now. Uh, One that I'm going to talk about here in a little bit, uh, and that's Mr. Alan Cumming. Uh, A little story for you about meeting Alan last week. So, but you know, it's, it's, before we get there, it's, it's fall. I'm sitting here in my cardigan and drinking a pumpkin ale, uh, just feeling all cozy today. Uh, we love that. It's cool out here in Virginia. It's starting to get a little chilly uh, the closer we get to uh, the end of October. But this is, as we call it here in Virginia, this is fake fall uh, because it could very much go back to uh, second, or excuse me, I think this one was fourth summer. Because uh, summer two and three happen in the summer when it gets cool, and then it's like, kidding, it's gonna be humid. Um, 
So so right now we're in fall. I hope it's not fake fall one, but I have a feeling. Uh, but I, I, I love the fall. I love when it, you know, it's just cool outside. It's not too cold. It's not too warm. It's perfect. And, uh, but the past few days have been really cold. Uh, and I even got to wear a vest today, you know, and all my students were like, hmm, Mr. Vest in a vest. <laughs> Some of my coworkers even said that. And I was like, yeah, you're really original, aren't you? Um, <laughs> but it's, it's, you know, I love the fall. I love wearing layers of clothing. Um, because you can never tell what's a layer and what's, you know, my tubbiness. Uh, <laughs> we love self-deprecating humor. Uh, anyway, uh, so, you know, fall, and it's great. I got to wear my, my fall jacket, my basic, I call it the uh, the basic fall jacket. Because, one, it looks like every jacket you see in um, a basic gal's Instagram post where they're like, Fallen for fall weather, or uh, oh my gorge, it's fall. Um, I think it's gorge. If it's not, I'm embarrassed. I'm not editing that out of the podcast. Um, but it's fall, so that means it's only one thing. It's getting closer to winter, and I love winter time when it's like below or like you know, 40 degrees and uh, lower. I am happy. If it's like a solid 25 degrees, everyone's like, it's too cold. No, no. I am thriving, folks. Thriving for the cold weather. I love it, and it just, oh, it makes me so happy. Because um, I get to wear all my, you know, my clothes, the clothes I feel most comfortable in, the cardigans and sweater vests, jackets, uh, flannels. I guess, well, you know, it's almost flannel season is nearly upon us now uh but i love it i love it what can i say i love it uh but now it's you know it's the season is here and i'm getting ready uh halloween is here halloween is next weekend it's on a sunday uh the holy day is when halloween is a little weird um i you know i'm really looking forward to it i love halloween i've always loved halloween uh I think the big reason is because it's the only night it's socially acceptable to be, to get candy from complete strangers. And I love that. I love that for us. Um, I had some really unique Halloween costumes growing up. My brothers and I were M&Ms for a few years. We were uh, cows for a while. Um, we were clowns. Um, I can remember being... Uh, I think I was a pirate one year, um, and some other, you know, really random things. Now I'm David S. Pumpkins every single year uh, because I have the suit, and it's just too great not to wear. Um, I love it, uh, and it always gets a lot of uh, funny looks uh, because we're like, wow, David S. Pumpkins, and I'm like, haha, yes. Uh, anyway, so Halloween is here. Uh, I recently watched the new Halloween movie that came out. Uh, Halloween Kills is what it's called, uh, and it was it was gory. Uh, that Halloween movie franchise I started watching when I was in second grade. My dad uh, was home one day, and he was like, "Hey, do you want to watch?" Uh, my dad's always home, but I don't know. He was it was he was home early one day, and he was flipping through the TV channels and goes, "Do you want to watch this with me?" And I said, "What is it?" And he goes, "Oh, it's a scary movie." I was like, "Okay," and you know, it didn't scare me. It was Halloween 2, and then the next night we watched Halloween 1. 
Then I saw Halloween 3, you know, the, the witch one, the masks. I hated that one. Stupid. It's when they tried to break away from Michael Myers and have a new thing. It just didn't work for them. Sorry, babe. That's not it. Um, I don't know what that was. But, uh, you know, I love Halloween, but we're getting close to the holiday season. And I love the holiday season. Uh, you know, the cheery and the... <laughs> Um, just kidding, bah humbug. No. I did play Scrooge last year, though, in A Christmas Carol, and I loved every minute of it, and I can't wait to do it again. Um, I'm not doing it this year, but maybe next year. Maybe we'll bring the show back. It was a one-man uh, show version of A Christmas Carol that uh, a dear friend of mine directed, and I got to be a part of it. And so I, uh, I'm i really hoping to do that again one day. But, um, yeah, what I love most about the holidays is no, it's my cheesy answer is not, mm, I love the family time, and I love the, mm, the the joy you feel in the air. No, it's the eggnog. And I don't spike my eggnog either. I just love eggnog. I love eggnog. Um, always have since I was a kid. My dad starts to get it for me. Last year, it was before Halloween, he came home one day and goes, hey, I got you a gift. I was like, ooh, what is it? He got me a little thing of eggnog. And I was like, aww, Merry Christmas. Um... Yeah, love that. Speaking of Christmas, I'm in a show that uh, the last scene is Christmas Day. And that musical is Annie. I'm in the final uh, two weeks of rehearsals for Annie the Musical before we open in November and run for a little bit. Uh, Really excited. This is the first time I've ever really been in Annie. I was a standby for a production once for Daddy Warbucks and Drake. And I went on as Drake once. Um, but now I am playing Rooster, a role I've always wanted to play. I remember as a kid, the, uh, the you know, the neighbors, for some reason, we always watched Annie uh, in my basement. And I always played Rooster, of course. And because obviously I didn't have a mustache as a, you know, five, six-year-old, uh, <laughs> I would take a piece of, a piece of uh, scotch tape and put it on my, my lip. That was my mustache. Uh, which was really funny. Um, so I've always wanted to play this role, and uh, I auditioned, and I got cast. Um, so uh, one of my longest dream roles that I've wanted to play forever, I can finally check off the list. Uh, and that's so, so exciting. I've played the Cowardly Lion. I've played, currently playing Rooster. Um, now Miss Handigan is next, and uh, Gomez in The Adams Family. And then I can retire uh, from musicals. There's a few uh, plays that I'd love to do. But uh, I'm having such a great time being just an actor, not having to direct, not having really any responsibility um, besides, you know, knowing my lines and performing and doing that. Uh, I love that because I go from teaching theater and then I go to directing this show after school and then I go to the next rehearsal where I just have to be an actor. And just listen to whatever my director says. Um, And it's a great feeling. I'm very busy. I like to be busy. I work well under pressure. And a lot of my friends and family is like, how do you do it? You work all day long, then you go direct a show. Then you drive 40 minutes home. And you're home for maybe 20, 30 minutes. And then you go to the next rehearsal. I've always done that. I've always been a busy person. I remember in high school, throughout my entire high school years, I was always doing at least two to three shows at one time, you know, one was getting ready to perform, one was just beginning rehearsals, and one was in like the middle of rehearsals, and it would repeat over and over again. I'm surprised I never burnt out. Um, I think it's because I love what I do, and I do what I love, 
Just like how I, I feel that way about teaching is I love that I get to talk all about theater all day long. Some of the students might not enjoy it. Others absolutely adore it, and I am obsessed with it, so it works. Um, excuse me as I take another sip of my Sam Adams Jacko Pumpkin Ale. <clears throat> the more I drink it, the more it, it kind of reminds me of a, uh, um, uh, like a root beer, a really flat root beer. I love it. I love it a lot. Uh, so, you know, that's, yeah, that's kind of what's going on with me, you know, just doing a few things here and there, uh, performing. Uh, I have a mustache now. I shaved my beard off because we had, um, uh, a, a publicity shoot for Annie, uh, and they asked if I would shave my beard off. So I went to the barber and had it done. And I haven't seen my chin in five years. That's not true. Two years ago, I had mutton chops. So I've seen my chin. It's been a while. I missed it. The sides of my face, the complete sides of my face, I have not seen in five years. I have a mole on my face. I didn't know that was there. I hope it's not a bad mole. I should probably get that checked out. Anyways, um, so I, I have this, this mustache. My family's been kind of like, whoa. And some of my friends who I've only ever known... Uh, having just the beard, they've been like, whoa, that's different. Even my students, who I've only known for a few months, are like, Mr. Vest, yeesh. That was an honest reaction I got the other day, um, and that's fine. They don't see me without my mask on. They can only see that I don't have hair on the sides of my cheeks. But hey, well, you know, whatever, I love it. Um, right now, I'm going through that weird uh, shadow phase. Uh, and I, I don't like it. It's it's itchy. It's uncomfy. But hey, what are you gonna do? Theater, the things we do for the art. Uh, so yeah, in, in in rehearsals for Annie, we open in uh, just a few weeks and run for a bit. Uh, I'm having a great time. Uh, singing and dancing is kicking my ass. All of my friends who do musicals often, I bow to you. This is so difficult. I've only been doing plays for five years. Uh, before that, I would do a mix of musicals and plays, but I got tired of doing musicals just because I felt, you know, like, oh, I've only ever done musicals and I always play a certain role in a musical. I'm always the um, the goofy friend or the goofy character. And I got tired of doing that, so I wanted to do something different. And when I was in college, I really got to explore playing a different character, the villain, and I did that for a long time. And I love playing the villain, and right now being Rooster... I'm kind of like the villain. Oh, I am the vi one of the villains of the show. And it's so funny that the kid ensemble and the orphans, they don't like to be near the three villains, Hannigan, Lily, and myself. Uh, I can You can hear them talking. They go, oh, there's, there's the bad guys. They're the bad guys. Uh, but it's funny that a lot of them call me Mr. Rooster, and then the other half call me Mr. Josh. Uh, it's so cute. And they're so little. And they're so damn talented. It's freaking ridiculous. Uh, like, wow, wow. Uh, so I'm really enjoying doing Annie. Uh, and I'm just so happy live theater is back. Speaking of live theater, I had the privilege and the honor to go to the Kennedy Center last Friday. I bought myself a ticket to Alan Cumming and Ari Shapiro's show, their concert. And it was so good. I, I didn't know who Ari Shapiro was. I knew that he was on NPR because I recognized his voice. Um, and of course I know who Alan Cumming is. He's like 
my idol. So uh, I've seen him four times, three times. Cabaret, Legal Immigrant, and now this show. And his other show uh, is going to be coming back in, a, I think, a year, I think is when his other show, his concert's coming back or something like that. So I will definitely be going to see that. Um, really excited. Can't wait. Uh, but it was such a great evening. It was such a magical evening. When I was driving up to the Kennedy Center and I saw the Kennedy Center and I got closer, I was like, wow. It has been so long since I've been here. You know, I think last show I saw there was Miss Saigon. I was going to see another show, but freaking COVID. So I got to go to the Kennedy Center, and I was overwhelmed with emotion because I was in my happy place. My brother Jeremy likes to hold it over my head that he has, in fact, performed at the Kennedy Center, and I have not. It's the truth. Jeremy used to play the tuba in middle school, and he performed at a tuba Christmas at the Kennedy Center. So my brother, the youth pastor, has performed at the Kennedy Center. I performed in Myrtle Beach, but that's no Kennedy Center. The world knows the Kennedy Center. Americans know what Myrtle Beach is, and Canadians, and maybe some other Europeans, but not everyone else. But it's so much fun being at the Kennedy Center. Uh, I walk in, and the first thing I see are the posters for the show that's playing, Alan Cummings' show, and Hadestown was also playing. And I had a lot of friends that went to go see Hadestown the past week, and they loved it. I've seen the bootleg of the Broadway cast. I shouldn't do it, but I do. I loved it. I really want to go see it. I almost bought myself a ticket to the show, but I thought, oh, let's I'm, I'm, let's not do that yet. Let's let's you know see this show. Let's all enjoy all tonight. All about only Alan Cumming, and then maybe uh, I'll buy tickets in a few days. I still haven't, but I'm thinking about buying a ticket to go on Halloween. Um, anyway, so the show was great. I sat in the very front row. That was a birthday gift to myself, uh, and I loved it. I laughed. I cried. When when Alan came out for the first time, I was like, oh, God, it's him. And being so close. I've sat in the front row before for his one of his concerts. Um, and this time I actually got to sit front row center. Last time I was front row all the way stage left. But it was such, a, such an honor. I almost got to sit front row when I saw him in Cabaret. Uh, but uh, I didn't. And it was because of... Um, someone I was with had never seen a Broadway show and I thought well I guess I can take them to go see the show too so I didn't sit in the front I didn't get to sit at the seats um, but it was such a great great show and getting to see Alan coming and was just magical and no one sat in the two seats to my left in the front row so that was a blessing so I got to you know relax a little bit and use an armrest so that's always fun uh, but I had such a great time, and then I was leaving the show, I went out the door, it was in the Eisenhower Theater, and I've never been in there before, so I'm walking out of the theater, and I see a black SUV, I was like, oh, I can only imagine who that's for, and I see a group of people starting to gather, and I said, oh, I know what this is, and I look over, there's the stage door, and I thought, okay, I might as well just wait, what's it gonna do, so I'm standing there waiting, and about 10 minutes later, he comes out, uh, and a group of people get to him first before I could, and he's being, you know, he's such a gracious person to me, a wonderful person to meet at the stage door because he's willing to take pictures and sign, uh, which is much different than the first time I ever met him at Cabaret uh, because he had to, uh, 
he he couldn't you couldn't take pictures with him there i don't know why but that was like his thing he wasn't allowing pictures but um he was both times i've seen him since then and so he was you know gracious to take pictures with me he looks at me before i even got to him he goes would you like a selfie i said yeah and so he's he does not let the fans take the picture he takes the camera himself and takes a selfie and it's so funny each time i've met him and had had a selfie with him He's always like, oh, the lighting's terrible. Come over here. Nope, doesn't work. Come over here. So we moved around a little bit while Alan Cumming was holding my phone, which was just, <laughs> I don't know, that was weird, but also I love it. We got a picture. We got two pictures. And when he hands me my phone, he goes, you were sitting in the front row. And he's, I was like, yeah. And he goes, yeah, I saw you. You look like you were having a really good time. Thank you. I said, thank you, Mr. Alan Cumming. You're such a great guy. I've loved you ever since the year 2000 when I saw you in Spy Kids. And I love Cabaret and da 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 da. Um, and he was just, he's great. So I got to meet Alan Cumming. And that made me so happy. And live theater is back. And I can't wait to see what's next, what he does next. And then what other DC, DC shows I can go see or Broadway. Theater's back. And I am so damn happy about it. So I have some really cool guests coming onto the show soon. I've had some wonderful guests so far. I'm going to have some uh, pals from uh, last season returning, um, you know, who I know you just love and I love, so why not bring them back? Uh, and maybe we'll do a big show for their year anniversary coming up in February. Uh, who knows what we'll do? Steal that from uh, uh, Keenan. Who, uh, my pal Keenan, who who has the Project Shop series, who who did a big one-year anniversary to that, I was uh, very excited to be asked to uh, appear on the show. Um, so that was really cool. So I think I might steal that from him and, of course, have him on the show. Uh, but it was such, you know, live theater's back. I'm working in theater again. I'm teaching all day long. I love it. I love what I do, and I do what I love. And that's important. I am excited to go to work every day i'm excited to rehearse it's been great and i can't wait to see what's next uh as a director as an actor uh i'm very blessed to be teaching so yeah i have some great guests coming up see you in the somewhat happy hour uh before that happens i'm gonna take a, a little break i'm gonna take my my fall break i'll be back i'm gonna take a little a little weekend which is actually probably gonna be two weeks or so three maybe i don't know just uh, just to when I can edit everything together, because that's usually what happens in my breaks, is I'm editing episodes that won't come out for a few months. Um, so, but, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to the Somewhat Happy Hour podcast and being so supportive and loving, and your kind words mean so much to me. So thank you all so much. I raise my spooky beer to you. Thank you. Have a great day, or a good night, good afternoon. Break a leg with the rest of your day. Oh, there's Hazel and Leia. They wanted to make sure they got into the show as well, of course. So thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Someone Happy Hour with me, Josh Fest. And now enjoy my closing song by my wonderful friend, Dima. Take it away, Dima. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. The drinks are over and we hope that you know. If you're feeling down... Just join the past 
It's the somewhat happy hour with Josh Rice.